Alrighty, let's go. Let's start streaming on the Wayne Coito Show. It is Wednesday. We're going to get going on Facebook Live. Every Wednesday, come join us on Facebook, 5 p.m. Hawaii time. Come leave some questions for us. Uh, come leave some comments. Let us hear what's on your mind because every Wednesday night, I want to give you a chance to also talk back at me and let's discuss some of uh, whatever's going on with your world right now. And in my world, I'm pretty excited because we've recently uh, received news that Governor Newsom of California has declared June 15th to basically remove all COVID restrictions. So no more tears, no more tears coming out of your face either. Hopefully, actually, that's not true. I always have tears coming out because uh, either be super happy or super sad or super uh, grateful because I've been waiting a long time. And um, I'm also going to talk about a place I haven't been to in 18 months and that place that I would go to at least once or twice a month uh, a year on average. Um, and that is Angels Stadium. Um, because I love Angels baseball as well, and I love being there in the stands. And this past week, last week on the Wayne Cueto Show, we talked about opening day eve. And since then, so much has happened. Uh, we had opening day. We had a whole opening series. And now baseball is a whole week into the 2021 season. And this year, they're talking about no stopping this time, no um, breaks. We just want to have people in the stands again. And uh, we're going to talk about that because I think that is what's going to happen. But, you know, with California uh, moving to have June 15th as a day um, to be completely open, obviously that comes with expectations, right? It's, it, it, if, if we couldn't stop right now. So June 15th is approximately uh, nine weeks from today, 10 weeks from today. Um so when we look at that, we, we think as how far we've already come. And I'm talking, you know, obviously broadly the U.S. with the virus, but in California, um, specifically since the vaccine started being distributed, the numbers in California have fallen uh, considerably. Now California's the lowest test, testing positive rate, uh, test positivity rate. We went from a, a state that people were trying to avoid, which it's hard to avoid California because it is the center of everything, basically. Um, you know, and uh, people thought, well, if you go there, you're going to catch the virus. It's crazy. And it was. The virus was bad here. Um, my friend died. We did a whole show um, dedicated to him. So it is serious. And the second thing I'm serious about is getting the vaccine. And that's why I have it. And I know a lot of people, they're going to take their chances. You do it at your own risk. I'm telling you right now, you do it at your own risk. Um, but with that being said, vaccines are not controversial at all in my world. Get the vaccine. Simple. Um, and if you have real, 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 and by real, I mean actual scientific evidence to back up why you think you don't need it or no, or we don't need it, then I'll present that. But of course, no such thing exists. Um, of course, people hear that people, this happened to them or someone died. Like that's not even, that's nowhere. People die all the time. Every day someone dies. Just because they just recently got a, a vaccine doesn't mean that. But certain people will jump to that conclusion because they, they don't possess uh, the skills to um, do any kind of uh, 
you know, um, evidence-based investigation on their own. And that's the problem with, I mean, the U.S. in general and so many people who um, just wait for the news to tell them something. You need to take it on your own to be able to um, make whatever choice is best for you using critical thinking. And um, I, I posted a meme today on my own personal Facebook, and it says, whenever a child learns critical thinking, somewhere a conspiracy theory dies. And, um, you know, in the U.S., that's the biggest issue. I, don't, I never really grew up with so many conspiracy theorists actually having a grip on government, but obviously having a president, too, that bought into so many conspiracy theories. It's now mainstreamed a lot of them. And, and at this point, it's just holding us back. And, of course, it's a sports show and it's about sports. But at the end of the day, it is this vaccine that is going to get us back into the arenas, get us back into the stadiums, get us back to doing what we need to do. So remember that. And some places are already requiring um, that you either show proof of vaccine or proof of a test to get in. And that includes the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, the San Francisco Giants. Um, and that's just a few. Um, does it mean it's going to be like that the whole season? I'm not sure. Um, and then you have states like Texas and Florida, shocking, who are way opposed to businesses doing the vaccine uh, passport or uh, opposed to having a vaccine passport. Um, not shocking, obviously, that it's Texas and Florida, but also the fact that sports have already been looking at this and already have it's legal for them to do this. It's legal for stadiums to um, ask you to present you know, proof of vaccine, just like it is for them to make you wear a mask, like it is for them to make you wear a shirt. And uh, if you grew up in Hawaii, you, you, even in Waikiki, they'll make you put on a shirt in the ABC store. Even if you just walked 20 yards from the water and you just walked in to grab musubi that's been in the warmer probably for seven hours, but still looks really delicious and greasy and you just want it. But even that ABC store will make you put on a shirt, even though you just are walking in barefoot from the beach. So just like that, they can make you wear a mask. They can make you show proof of vaccine. Um, as for the vaccine passports, that's something that's already been done for uh, in other countries will require that you have certain vaccines. Also, another thing, we've already had vaccines. We've, we've had MMR. Most of us have it. And in recent years, anti-vaxxers who have, um, you know, prevented their own children from receiving it have put their own children in trouble, have gotten their own kids into problems um, by letting measles come back. Um, and that is a societal issue, and it, it, it stems from ignorance. It doesn't stem from critical thinking at all. It stems from people who think they know something, but they really don't. Um, and uh, I'm only, it's a long way of saying, hey, if you want to get back in the stadium, if you want to get back to sports, if you want to get back to watching your favorite team play, it's going to require the, all of society to come together to help you achieve that. It's not going to be um, just magic, and one day you can go back to the game. That's not how it's going to work. And um, if you've seen a commercial, you see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you see all the NBA legends getting their vaccine, vaccines, um, and we see a lot more coming out. And we need more players to come out. We need more players to step out. We need more players to get them. Um, it's ridiculous. We can't. We cannot be standing on the sidelines and saying Black Lives Matter, saying stop Asian hate, and then oh, now we don't need the vaccine. Ah, ah, only. That's not how that works. Um, and uh, this is one time when you need to be on the right side of history, not trying to redefine it for yourself. And um, you know, I'm finding videos of me one year ago. And we're gonna talk about because one year ago, 
um, almost one year ago, one less one year minus two days ago, I had the first show, my first live stream here at Hawaii Sports Sounds with me, Lao Lao Head, Shane Agno, and um, that was amazing. And it was done at a time for me. I mean, I was going through a huge COVID depression. I'm already depressed and anxious already, but COVID added so many more layers and not being able to do what I love, like go to games and being able to be in the stadium. That was affected by COVID. This year, I see a different picture and I see positivity and I see um, optimism because of the vaccine, period. That's that's what the only thing that's going to save us is this vaccine. I, I, I don't know how people think that everybody's going to get it and just get the virus. First of all, one in three people have long term side effects. One in three have reported. Two of them, I know people that have gotten, two people that I know that have gotten the virus have already told me they have long haulers symptoms. So why would you, anybody take the chance? I don't know why anybody would want to get it. This is so silly to me as well that people talk about, I don't even want to get the flu, nor do I want to get a cold. So why would I want to get COVID? Um, so it's just really insane. Um, but the vaccine numbers have gone up and, done, and with so cases have gone down. It has been, uh, the relationship has been, uh, you know, perfectly correlated, as, as you could see, because um, California is in a place now to even have concerts on April 15th. So California's going to have concerts on April 15th as well, and have people in here. California, the same state that people are saying, oh, don't go there, you're going to be locked down. Oh, you're on lockdown. Oh, you cannot leave your house. Brah, it's going to be the, other, the rest of the country that no can leave their house pretty soon. And um, it's not like anything major either than the vaccine has been done for us to see numbers coming down. Nothing. Um, and in Hawaii, it's very disappointing. I'm, I'm disappointed with Hawaii with the numbers going down. It's very disappointing. It's all it is. It's sad because we know where the numbers should be right now. We know where we should be trending. And we're trending the wrong way. And some of it has to do with tourists. I think a lot of it has to do with tourists because that's where a lot of it's coming from. But it's also local people going out and having huge parties. So um, this all affects us going back into the stadium, which is why I'm on a rant right now about going into the stadiums. I don't really care about anything else because this is Hawaii sports fans. So I'm going to talk about all those things that are relevant to us getting back into the stadium, to us being fans again full time. And I'm more and even more, you know, dispassionate about this because I did have that chance. I had the feeling, the flavor of getting back into a baseball stadium last week. And I hadn't been in that stadium for 18 months. That's ridiculous for me not to have to have been somewhere for 18 months when I go to 20 baseball games a year or whatever. How do I not go to one in one year? And obviously COVID prevented us all. I almost knocked over my Mike Trout bobblehead, MVP bobblehead. This is one of the giveaways at Angel Stadium. So I'm going to talk about that and what it was like in that stadium because Orange County, um, you know, LA County, every county in California, it's been a long time coming since fans have been in the stands. So um, if you're watching the live stream right now, you see that photo of me and my friends. That was the day that Otani pitched and that was on Sunday. Shohei Otani, really the, probably one of the most skilled players in the history of baseball and the history of sports. We got to watch him start as a pitcher, first inning, pitch a scoreless inning, top 101 miles per hour with his arm, and in the bottom of the inning, bat second and blast a 451-foot home run. That is 
crazy. That is out of this world. That is insane. That is what anybody who loves sports should be talking about because that is a feat that we probably will never see. No one will ever see it from anybody else, but we probably will because Shohei will probably inspire the next generation and you know a lot of coaches will um, you know, be able to uh, hopefully allow their uh, – maybe not. It's hard. It's hard to get coaches to allow players to – be good at both right i mean shohei had to have the right mentors to allow him to not to be able to pitch but also stick to playing you know hitting as well which is but that was amazing and that was made better by the fact that i couldn't be in the whole in the stands at all in anaheim in 2020 i mean i mean so far removed from being in the stadium that i missed the exit for my parking spot i mean that's crazy that's insane. Yes, I was coming from a different angle. I went to go visit my grandma, which I always do, um, in Garden Grove. Um, and uh, then I was like, wait a minute. Is it Chapman? Is it State College? Oh, my gosh. I took the wrong exit. I was like, what is wrong with me? That's how long we've been out. And I, don't want, I want people to appreciate that. I looked through my phone today, and I looked at it a year ago, and it's horrible. It's freaking horrible being in this room, being in the studio where I am right now, and pondering when I will ever get back into a stadium again. It was terrible. And luckily, obviously, in football season, October 24th, I got to go and cover um, the Hawaii football game in Fresno. And uh, then the week later, I was I went to the game in Wyoming. I went to LAFC game in Salt Lake. So I w- I've been able to go to a bunch of games. Right? I traveled a lot. And obviously, this past year, in 2021, I went to the Chiefs. Uh, I went to Arrowhead Stadium twice in Kansas City for in two consecutive weeks, and I went to the Super Bowl. Um so I've been lucky to be able to do a lot of what I want to do still, even though this has been a weird year. But if we want to get back to where everybody's doing it, you got to you gotta do what, what we need to do. And that starts with getting the vaccine. Um, and uh, it's going to be something that I think will define how we go about getting back into the stadiums. Not maybe if, if teams are going to, maybe not every team will require a uh, vaccine some teams will be of course some states obviously we know this, the same suspects will probably be way against their teams um requiring covid shots but if it's happening in new york at the mets and yankees games you have to have a test within three days of the first game of the series that you go to or you have to show proof of your vaccination so that's already happening and that's happening in the giants that's even that's even happening in the state of california it's just not happening in los angeles or orange counties um but it is happening in san francisco and i and I, you know at a certain point that's going to be redundant as the numbers go down right as community spread goes down and we see the numbers we won't have to require these things and um you know california is making this judgment so uh the june 15th reopening based on how fast we are getting vaccinated in california i've already had my vac both vaccine shots both of my pfizer shots um and this week alone California received 2.4 million more vaccines. So way more people are going to be vaccinated, just like me. Um, And as well, April 15th, once, you know, you can go to concerts and stuff in California. That's also the same day that um, statewide access in California is given to anyone 16 or older to get the vaccine. So that's April 15th. However, some states, some counties within um california are already open to everybody um we hear a lot of stories of people in la driving to bakersfield 
yes to Bakersfield. Not the farthest trip in the world, a couple hours out of L.A., but um, they're opening up there to anybody. They already they already can give anybody the vaccine. That's how much they have. Um, that's Kern County, I believe. And there's Riverside County, San Bernardino, um, the Inland Empire. They already have spots as well that are uh, open opening up to everybody. So, you know, that's something to think about already right now. If you've been waiting and you don't know if it's your turn, just realize it's basically coming to everybody's turn at this point. I know in Hawaii, if uh, my friend had posted on Facebook that the um, Hawaii Kai Walgreens had doses, uh, extra doses available, surplus of, of vaccines. So if you showed up, you could get one. Um, and we're there now. Nobody's taking vaccine from anybody else. At this point, everybody needs one, period. End of story, everybody needs to get one. Uh, and in California, there's already been 20.5 million total vaccine doses. 20.5 million doses. So that number puts about 35% of everybody in California has already received one dose. 35, that's huge. That's one in three people. Um, and that is why Governor Newsom feels that optimism to be able to declare um, that uh, everything can open by June 15th. Uh, you know, and that's that's for June 15th is two days after two months, excuse me, after April 15th, which is that day I said concerts are going to start. Um, we're going to have indoor concerts, not not at full capacity, but a lot of the major uh, restrictions will come down. And then that the hope is two months after that, you know, you'll provide time for people who get eligible to have the vaccine on the 15th. They'll have time to make their appointment, which is really easy. In California, at least you just go to my turn. M-Y-T-U-R-N dot C-A dot G-O-V, myturn.ca.gov, and you can make your appointment. It's that easy. You drive, and they put the shot in your arm, and then you go away, and they give you a card, and then you post it on Facebook and show all your friends. Uh, but everybody's eligible. Everybody's basically there for it right now. Um, if you do a, the two-shot one, like I did for Pfizer or Moderna, there is like that three-week time in between. Or you can do the Johnson & Johnson one shot as well. Uh, and I think that one is, is is good, like really good. And then that's the thing, like I, uh, we need to get to the point where we stop. Look, I got Pfizer and look, I'm glad, of course, because Pfizer is quote unquote the best one, but stop, like get any shot. I, I wouldn't have turned down John. It was just the place that I went to had Pfizer. So I had Pfizer. If they had Moderna, I'd take Moderna. If they had Johnson & Johnson, I'd take my one shot and I'd leave. Um, but that is going to be what is going to get us out of this, period. So why do you want to keep staying in your houses? Why do you want to keep um, complaining about cannot eat inside restaurants or cannot go somewhere? It's all on you now. It's all on people. It's all on society to get the vaccine and move on and uh, stop right there until with the complaining and with the conspiracy theories because... Uh, you are not some of you not even don't have any frame of mind to even host conspiracy theories. So and I'm saying that very nicely. Um, but obviously I'm a little upset because there's so many people we're getting to that point. Where we're going to get close to reopening and someone's going to mess it up. People are going to mess it up or anti-vaxxers are going to mess it up. That's not on my watch. No, no. I took down this company is based on traveling on going to games. And how much I sacrifice. I don't even complain nearly as much as I've had to sacrifice for this company to be able to last for over a year. Well, a year. Um, still, you know, no income flow for this company. I haven't been able to take anybody on tours. It just hasn't been possible. But that's happening soon. I know that is, um, I've waited this long and I'm excited for that to happen.
And that's why with California opening on June 15th, I'm very confident about the UH at UCLA tour. So if you go right now, hisportsfans.com, www.hi, as in high, as in Hawaii, hisportsfans.com, you're going to see a list of tours. And the first one, August 28th, is Hawaii versus UCLA, or that's the day of the game. But we're going to leave a little bit early so that we can have a little kickoff dinner in, in Los Angeles. Then we can go see the Dodgers versus the Rockies on Friday and sit in the home run alley. And have a great weekend watching UH football at the Rose Bowl. Uh, probably see a preseason football game, NFL game at SoFi for our first time ever in SoFi Stadium. And then Monday, we're not even going to leave. We're going to stay one more day because we're going to make it a real true weekend. And we're going to see Angels, Yankees go back to Angel Stadium of Anaheim. And watch uh, Shohei <laughs> take on the Yankees. Um, but I'm, I'm positive and I'm optimistic for those things because I see how things are trending right now. Um, with that being said, could we have uh, some mishaps? Yes, of course. Um, but it's not going to be because of the virus being spread or massive events. It, or it, it will be if those people aren't vaccinated. That's the only reason. If the vaccine slows down, if the, 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 the rate at which it's getting out slows down, they might have to push it back. I don't think it will. I mean, we're getting to a point right now, 34.3% of Californians have received one dose. That's really good. That's a lot of people. Um and almost 20% are fully vaccinated, like me. So I'm totally for that. Um, the 14 day the 14 day change in California in terms of cases already down 44%, and the deaths are down 40%. Um, schools are going to open, so that's a really good thing too. Nothing's going to be on you know on the table again. Um, you know, and and California has one of those states too in the spring that has. Uh, gone against that trend of the, the numbers spiking and the hospitalizations and that is due to the it's, California hasn't changed people in California hasn't changed the California that had the most lockdowns and people having to you know um, report whenever they came back into town at the fill out a survey that same California is the one that's doing better than any other state so it's possible to turn this all around but it wasn't like all the people in California banded together to stay in their houses and not, you know, share airspace. Because, no, there's still people going out and about and doing those things. But it was made a priority for people to get the vaccine. And when that is done, things can happen. Period. End of story. There's no other way this is going to happen. It's, it's April 7, 2021. Uh, we had the first case what, 15 months ago in the U.S. What are we talking about? 15 months, not 15 days. We thought it was going to be 15 days. It's been 15 months. And I'm tired of this, and I just think a lot of you people are tired of this as well. So I think I know, I, we know what we need to do, um, especially if more variants are coming, is the more important to be to be vaccinated. Um, and, and with that being said, if you do get the, if you do get, you know, it might not be like chicken pox, right? You get chicken pox, and you're like, okay, I'm good. I'll never get chicken pox the rest of my life. Like, that's, that's not how COVID works. Um, or not that we know of, maybe, but doubtful, because there have been um, cases, uh, you know, uh, certain people. So um, it is scary with the double mutant variants and everything that's, um, you know, coming up. And that's why we need to be sure that people are vaccinated so they can avoid all of those um, issues as well. Um, but California as well is, is trying to be one of those those states that is gets people to the stands, trying to make things more normal. So this past week, like I said, I got to go to Angel Stadium, Anaheim, 
my favorite stadium. My favorite stadium to cheer for a team in. I don't know if it's my favorite stadium overall to be in because I love stadiums in general. Hawaii Sports Fan Series is about being a, a fan of sports, right? We are fans of sports. So I am a fan of football. I'm a fan of baseball. I'm a fan of all sports. So wherever I go, I can go to a game. Wherever I go, I can have a good time. If I, I can even go to a junior college football game in San Jose. I remember I remember one time I was going to watch UH San Jose State, and it was a Friday the night before the game, and we were staying at my uncle's, me and my parents, and I saw just some lights on and like a Juco game. I was like, let me out. My parents let me out, and I just went and watched the game, and they picked me up after. Um, and I'm like that kind of person too. Like a lot of people I just want to watch the game if it's there. But now the time has come where we're able to do this, uh, you know, April 2nd or uh, April 1st which was April Fool's Day. <laughs> uh, got to go to Angel City of Anaheim. Uh, was it a different experience? Yes. So for one, obviously you can't have full capacity. So I believe the stadium had about 10,000 maybe. I mean, 10, 12,000 people. Uh, I think I had about a quarter. But now that um, California changed to the 33% too. the orange tier. You can have 33% of the stadium. I'm not sure if it was a full 33%. Also, you can, you can tell that they changed prices a little bit. So kind of to make up for, um, the loss in revenue, they, um, at least at angel stadium. And I'm sure it happened in a lot of places. I saw the Dodgers tickets were ridiculous too. Um, and that's coming up. I should go check to see what the face value is on that right now. But, these uh, owners will do anything, obviously, to get their fans back in the stadium. And you're like, wow, that's great. But they'll also do anything to make their money back because they're just rich people who want to make money. And uh, whatever, I feed them. I feed the beast. That's why I can complain because I feed the beast too. <laughs> I, the, the beast asks me for my money. I'm like, here, take it, take it all. Take it, take it. And, you know, that's how it works when you love sports. And, um, so April 9th is the Dodgers home opener. Right now, the cheapest ticket, at least on StubHub, is $184, which is kind of insane, <clears throat> given that I'm sure those are in Sky Heaven 9. Dodger Stadium has some of the highest, definitely, seats in the world. I mean, their upper tier is so high. Um, so I, I don't, I prefer not to sit up there if I would ever go to a game. But, fun fact, I did actually have, I bought a seat way up there for the World Series, uh, Game 7, Dodgers versus Astros. So, I mean, I'm willing to spend a lot for, you know, any team if it's going to be a big game, if I know it's going to be like a historic game. So a Game 7, it's like a no-brainer. Um, Dodgers versus Astros, the cheapest seat I could find was $800, so I bought that one. Uh, and it was on the top, but then I had a ticket stub from a previous, like an electronic ticket stub from a previous Dodgers game that I've gone to. Since I go to, you know, several Dodgers games a year. I go to more Angels games probably, but I can still go to a lot of Dodgers games. And I just showed that guy that. So I got to go all the way to the bottom. And that World Series Game 7, I actually was behind home plate. Not in a seat, but in the concourse. So if you've been to Dodger Stadium, there's that lower concourse, and there are, like, bars set up against the rails, kind of like, um, <clears throat> apparently they've removed those actually if you've been to Dodger Stadium re recently they've let those go because those were a totally free game for anybody so as long as you could get there you could stand there the whole game so I was there and I wasn't I didn't really have space space I had like a, a small little area and I kind of just stood there and because I'm taller than you know most people 
which is a good thing. I was able to like at least see over some people and kind of like, okay, experience this. And I got into the game super early. I think the game was at 6.30. I got there at like 2. So, I mean, that was really early. I saw BP. Um, but I got to stand behind there. And that was cool. And I don't think there's a lot of, you know, I got to stand there for the whole World Series Game 7 and, you know, see the Astros win and cheat and um, not really know that they were cheating at the time. But, um, you know, it's going to be one of those series that people think about for a long time for that reason. But that's baseball and that's sports and that's American sports of this day. It's high dollar. It's it's owners trying to make everything off of fans. I mean, I'm not going to – it's just the way it is. And I buy into it in myself because it makes me happy to go to a lot of these games and to, to bring a lot of people with me. So – I'm excited for the Dodgers uh, game against uh, the Rockies that we'll be having a group with. I'm planning on having the group sit in the home run alley, which is like the new seats. I think they're the home run seats, whatever they're called. These are new seats in um, 2021, a new premium area. Um, if you go look at my Instagram, actually, my personal Instagram, you'll see my last picture. Where I, I played a Dodger in a commercial, uh, actually, with M Max Muncy. He was the co he was the, he was the lead. I was just Max Muncy's teammate, and I told him I was Bellinger, but they were like, "Yeah, whatever. You're just a random Dodger." But anyways, I took a photo right at that spot in center field, uh, looking toward home plate. So I, that'll be the area. I believe that's where these seats will be. But because usually they just have, you know, if you you know the rule, right? In, in, in baseball. Directly from the batter's eye view, there has to be like black. Like it has to be like a solid color so that there is, you know, contrast with the ball coming at the batter. Um, because if not, then people would just put all kinds of, I don't know, have a whole screen behind their pitcher and it's full of baseballs, like 3D baseballs, and the, the batters would never know, right? I guess that wasn't the thinking back then, but today you could absolutely do that. Um, but that's where I expect to be sitting. Like I did the Angels, this Angels game this past week, I sat in 223, which is crazy because it was right next to where we sat nine years ago when I brought my first group, my first ever Hawaii sports group, 2012. Yes, I'll be celebrating one year of live streaming, but I've already celebrated nine years of, of the Hawaii sports fans brand. And I'm super proud of it because it costs a lot. It, it, it required a lot of sacrifice and there are still a lot of barriers put up for me. There are obstacles. There are other people that... Um, you know, schools even that, that block what I'm trying to do. And um, it's disappointing and, you know, it'll come around. I'm not, I know what I do and I know um, why I do it. And uh, I've yet to make a single penny off of doing this show for a whole year. And uh, meanwhile, there are other people who are asking for Venmo and whatever, whatever. And I've never done that, you know, feel free to send me a Venmo if you want to, but um, I've done this for free for the entire year. And, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I I deserve to be able to do what I want to do. At least get back in the field, get back on into the stands, and and um, keep living this life because I put the sacrifice in. So um, the only thing that's really keeping me from it right now is is COVID. And um, I think the best way that we do this, the best way we get out of this, is for us all to come together, um, at least around the vaccine. And, and just get it and be over with it and just let us just let us get back to um doing what we need to do like doing what we need to do which is like watching games because we need to watch games right it gets us all pumped we watched a bunch of games this year we were lucky we got to see a lot of games on tv we got to see you know an nba bubble that was really exciting 
uh, a 60 game, you know, major league baseball season that ended with the Dodgers, you know, beating the Tampa Bay in Texas. Um, and they had some fans there for that game. So let's talk about that too. In Texas, 38,000 people on their op- home opener, uh, Isaiah Kiner Falefa from Hawaii got the start or was, you know, on the opening day roster right there uh, for Texas. So, you know, he talked about it, I think, on the news, how that, that feeling of coming out, it felt like, you know, being new again and having all those people. And I'm sure a lot of them missed that, that roar of the crowd. And, um, <clears throat> but uh, every, it's, it's not yet. You shouldn't do that yet. And, um, yes, people are going to take their own risk. And if you have, if you're vaccinated, if I was in Dallas or in Arlington and the game happened to happen and I'm fully vaccinated, I'd probably take my chances because I'm fully vaccinated. So there wouldn't be very much of a chance that I'm taking because that's why vaccines exist. Something tells me most of those people in Texas ain't, that were in that stadium ain't no vaccinated people. So um, I'm sure a lot of them were, but um, definitely had a little bit of spread there. Outdoor stadiums, so probably less. And that's why I'm thinking we're going to have way more people in the outdoor stadiums, especially if in California where we're trying to get people back. It's going to be the outdoor stadiums first, right? It's going to be like Angel Stadium. It's going to be Dodger Stadium. It's going to be hopefully the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum and SoFi soon as well uh, to have events because that's another thing that's been missing for a lot of us, the social events to be able to, be, be able to get out and see people. And sports is that one thing too. Sports is a social event. Sports is... Uh, a connector between fans and their friends and family. And it is something that is sorely missing in a society when, um, you know, people are stuck in homes and not being able to get out. And we remember that. So go back to that. Go back a year and think about how depressing that was, even for people that don't have depression. I'm sure it was still super depressing to be uh, stuck on lockdown. And we're let's get out of this already. Let's, I'm done with this. I don't want to deal with it anymore. But at the same time, <laughs> as much as I'm ready to be done with this COVID, and of course I am, one thing I actually will kind of miss, and this is a confession I put on Twitter. I was like, this is a confession, but I really like going to limited capacity games. So I guess I'm going to have to say goodbye to my open aisles and uh, you know, short lines of the bathroom, short lines of the concession. Well, at Angel Stadium, though, so back to going to Angel Stadium, their concession lines were super long because they didn't open too many. So that's another problem I've seen. Some of these stadiums, they want to open, but they don't want to hire or they want to bring back their contractors. Or maybe they don't, you know, they it's only certain vendors that will come back anyways. But that's going to be something that's going to have to be different. Um, and they're trying to do all this contactless. So at least at Angel Stadium, and I'm sure it's something that's happening at other stadiums because I know LAFC is going to do it on the April 17th, which is their, also their first game is ordering food will probably be all done through an app. So, for instance, the Ballpark app, which is a Major League Baseball app, you can go on there at the game and just, like, order food and go pick it up and pay for it online, too. So that sounds very efficient. But Angel Stadium, somehow it still didn't work out because those people were, were making food when you came to show them your receipt or getting it, which... It's pretty slow, and they didn't have enough people working. So Angel Stadium needs to fix that, that's for sure. There were legitimately like four out of like 40 places to eat. I don't know. That's probably an over-exaggeration. But out of like 25 places, 20, who knows? There's a lot. But there were so few that there's the lines are so long. And, um, okay, I guess that's one thing that I'm not – I want everything to be at full capacity again so that we can enjoy the, the full benefits of being there as well. Um. 
<clears throat> but with California and on June 15th, that is still, to, in, in some people's eyes, a um, pretty optimistic day. And I think that it's not optimistic, it's not super optimistic just because of what we've been seeing already in California, what we've been seeing uh, with the, the, the trend. And if you see this map that I have on here on the live stream, it's a map, the color map, and the darker the area, the more cases per 100,000. So this, this map is weighted by population. It's not just total cases. It's weighted. Um, and California is on the very low. California is the, the, the clearest. Michigan is the worst right now. Um, and there's some other places in between that look pretty dark too. So Florida, um, the Northeast, where they were doing really well. Yeah, Michigan looks really bad. I don't know what's going on in Michigan. Oh, my goodness. Um, it all starts with getting that vaccine. If you have a chance, go get it. Don't waste time. It's already available to everybody, so don't waste time. Um, and I think people will, you know, come around for it. But, like I said, uh, Angel Stadium opened to about uh, 12,000 fans, I would say. And it was still loud. And it was good because Angels, first of all, played the White Sox. So the White Sox are a good team and had a good year last year and returned uh, the AL MVP. Um, and so that is definitely a team that, uh, you know, was a good battle for the, the Angels to be able to see up front, um, to be able to see how their pitching would hold up. And, you know, that was a big deal because... You know, this, this White Sox team is really good. Obviously, Jose Abreu uh, was the AL MVP last year. He's a big guy. I got to see him up, up close, 6'3", 235 pounds. He's huge. And, you know, the Angels were able to um, come away with a 3-1 series win, winning that opener, and then night two they lost, um, which was kind of junk. But um, that was the bobblehead night last week Friday, so that's why I got this Mike Trout bobblehead. So that's another reason why I really like going to games, obviously, is collecting these bobbleheads. And I have so many of them. And um, this is like a Garrett Richards one. And they're all cool looking. And they have different themes. But that's the other kind of thing that will get people to go to games, right? Even though I'm like, oh, I have so much stuff. And I'm like, oh, I want another bobblehead. Because they're so fun. And they're cool to look at. And they're cool to have as, you know, little like accoutrements around your house to show off your baseball fandom. Uh, but... Pretty good start for the Angels. And then, like I said on Sunday, um, the fourth game of the series against the White Sox, having Shohei Otani pitch. I mean, this is incredible. CC Sabathia called Shohei Otani the best player on the planet. And I mean, people are like, what? That's crazy. But, I mean, he was like, this guy can throw over 100 and hit home runs over 450 feet. I mean, like, who does that? Who? Who in the world does that besides Shohei Otani? In the world. That's crazy. I mean, we have to scour the planet to find somebody that could probably do that. I'm not even sure anybody within Major League Baseball could do that. Eh, maybe. 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 I mean, there's probably guys that never just get the chance. For Obviously, there's guys that can throw 400. And they probably, But I don't know if they could be as consistent. Uh, I mean, Shohei is really, 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 really good at both things. Like, It's just so hard to be really, 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 really good at two really, 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 really difficult things. And he makes it look really easy. So that was a pleasure to watch. And it didn't end well for Shoei, at least in that game. He probably should have been brought out a little bit earlier. He had a 3-0 lead, and then the 
he started walking guys and letting guys on base. And then when it looked like he got that final strikeout, instead it's a pass ball and um, the runner goes to first and then the catcher overthrows the runner. So then you have the, and then the second baseman who's behind the first baseman throws back to the home plate to get the guy that's coming home. And it's Shohei who's standing at the plate because he's you know up there already. He pitched and it's a pass ball. So he's running towards home plate. And then he got, slid under so that looked really bad and then he got taken out and he was limping but he played the next night right he played the next night um which was the astros game which was monday which was at the same time as the national championship game which was won by baylor uh so shohei is still going but it was nice to see a bunch of california people you know back in the stands and in the state where you know it's been really quiet there's not hasn't been much happening um you know, it's it's been nice. Brandon, what's up, Brandon? He says, what stadium or stadiums are you looking forward to going to for the first time? And not the brand new ones like the Legion or SoFi. Oh, well, I was, of course I was going to say that. So that's a good question, Brandon. Um, I'm, I actually would love to do a, a swooping baseball tour this summer at some point that goes through like the Midwest or some of those stadiums. I mean, there's some stadiums that I haven't been to um you know, that I, I think would be nice to just be at. And uh, like baseball stadiums, mostly in the Midwest, like Cincinnati or, you know, Cleveland Brown. Like there's some that are so close, you could go to a bunch of them in like days. You could you could do so much. And that's the thing that I like about that area, at least that Midwest, Northern East areas. There's so many clusters. But what do I miss the most of stadiums? That's a good question. Of course, I really want to get into SoFi Stadium. Like you say, it's a brand new one. Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas is brand new. Um, I actually haven't been to T-Mobile in Vegas, and I know that's where the Las Vegas Golden Knights play. So if you're going to Las Vegas, maybe we can uh, get into T-Mobile when we go to the UH versus UNLV Tour in November. So make sure you sign up for that one, hisportsfans.com. Not all the the um, details are up yet, but you can just email me or PM me and tell me I want to go so I remember... Um, but we're, that's going to be one of our tours to Vegas. So that'd be kind of fun. Gosh, where else? I think there, this, this year is, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how, especially this summer. I mean, I, my, my focus is on this summer and being able to do what we want to do normally in every summer is just travel and with, you know, no restriction and hopefully go to a foreign country. You know, I usually travel foreign every year as well. I missed, well, I went to Mexico last year, I guess. I went to go see a um, you know, LAFC play over there, Leon. But I miss, you know, going to Japan. And this year, uh, you know, there's not going to be spectators, at least no foreign spectators. So that's sad that the Olympics won't happen. And, you know, we're hearing rumors that the 2022 Olympics, um, that the U.S. might boycott that as well. Or there's a thought of that. So, um, you know, that's nerve wracking as well. But uh, if I don't go to the 2022 Winter Olympics, I would I, I would go to a World Cup. So it'd be nice to go to the World Cup. Um, that'd be kind of cool to watch as well. Um, but that's a good question, Brandon. I think I think a lot of people we need to. What are yours? Type up some of the places you want to go to. And you know, I mean, a lot of my goal is here at Hawaii Sports Fans also to create opportunities where you can go and bring friends and let me plan it for you, help you plan it, help help you grow a group. Um, because you cannot 
get into uh, you know the suites and special premium areas on your own usually. You can if you can find a scalper who has it and they sell you the ticket. But it's better to go in a group like us and go with a huge suite and be able to be around people you know. And I look forward to doing that again this year. Definitely for the Angels game even as well. Angels-Yankees. I plan on having a suite. So... That'll be really fun. Uh, Brandon says, would you go back to Orlando and experience the bounce house atmosphere? And he's talking about uh, Central Florida where I went and visited uh, before the Super Bowl. And I would. I would love to go there. And I would I would love to see Hawaii play there too. Hawaii versus Central Florida and Orlando. That would be cool. Um, but one reason I wouldn't mind going back to the stadium is not because that stadium is grandiose or, you know, some kind of, you know, amazing architectural wonder because it isn't it's it's literally an aluminum oval um that some high schools probably have better than and it's not a a front to central florida because what they do with that is amazing and i and i and i am all behind how that school um you know treats its players treats its fans um treats its coaches and is inspired by winning inspired by being the best don't you want to be the best don't you want to win that's the whole point is winning. And um, obviously more experiences can come from winning. So, uh, But when you are a competitor, you want to win. That's the goal. And that's what's going to make you better. That's what's going to make your program better. So I, um, I definitely would go there to see Central Florida play. Um, aloha, everybody else. Jesse um, Cortez. Aloha, Matthew Moniz. He's talking about Shohei, I think, smash a home run. Yeah, I got to see him smash it. That was crazy. Go back and watch that. Uh, I posted that video on my personal Facebook. But to be able to see Shohei, and I was actually on the Japanese TV again afterwards with the flag. And I posted that because the Japanese media guy was in the front. And that's so funny because there's so f- it's much less people, right? So usually before you're coming out of the stadium, you're like, ah, we won. And like the opposing fans come out and people are razzing each other. And the way the Angel Stadium is, right, it's a, it's a big opening area where there's two like huge helmets and the front gate and that's kind of like the concourse area where everybody hangs out before the game and there's this Japanese reporter and he's pretty famous Nakamura-san in um, Japan and he would ask people questions and um, you know be like no no Nihongo skosh and then like um, my friend who came with his wife who's from Japan like no Nihonjin this and then we're like you should interview her and and then he interviewed her a little bit, but then he only wanted to talk to the people that spoke English. So it was kind of funny. I think he really liked the fact that there are Americans that were going crazy over um, Shohei, which is amazing. And I think we don't go crazy enough over him. And he's just a really incredible sports figure in, in general. Like, he's playing against the best. Yes, Babe Ruth did those things, I guess, 100 years ago. Was Babe Ruth playing the Dominican Republic? Was he playing black people even? No. Um and that's just uh, the truth. It's when you was desegregated, it's different to be able to play sports. So that's why some of those records, it's not taking away Babe Ruth being the figure he is because he'll always be the, a god in people's minds. Um, let's be honest, he's not playing He's not playing the nearly the kind of competition that um, is happening in Major League Baseball or in any sport right now. It's like, go watch 80s NBA and go see how they were playing before Bird and, and Magic even came to the league, what the NBA looked like in the 70s. Aye, aye, aye. Um, uh, they were still great for their time, but does the game look different now? Heck yes. And I think that's um, even more of a feat for Shohei to be um, for him to do what he's doing is, is incredible with the, the amount of pitching that he's facing, 
the type of batting he's facing with the injury that he had, the Tommy John surgery. It's incredible. Um, Bradley says, thank you for sharing your MLB experiences this season. You're welcome. And Bradley is excited to get to a Dodger game. Also, probably a Padre game. You know, there's a lot of good teams in the SoCal area. I'm, I want to see the get to back to Petco Park. It's one of my favorite stadiums. So Brandon Weinoff talked about stadiums or stadiums. I love Petco Park, one of my favorite stadiums in San Diego. Um, you saw Fernando Tatis, their best player, who they signed to a 14-year contract. And there's a guy I've been watching forever, Tatis. And, I, you know, I, I, he's a special player. And I think it's cool. I think it's good that they signed him to that 14-year contract because uh, I'm excited to see players stay with programs and build them forever be with clubs like Mike Trout is with the Angels I don't Mike Trout is never going anywhere you know it um, being the best player in Major League Baseball and not only going to the playoffs one time is really terrible and I feel bad for him um, and I feel bad for my fellow Angel fans who have had to deal with this uh, but I think baseball is starting to see a, a resurgence again <clears throat> and like I said um, even the MLS that's they're catching up Major League Soccer is to to baseball and fandom is fandom. I know a lot of people are upset at all the political things they have to deal with. Like, oh, boohoo that you have to deal with political. I'm sorry. Like, if it, it, I'm ready to watch the game, first of all. Second of all, I'm not there to listen to the national anthem. That's not something that's I need to listen to. Even if I'm in Canada, I don't need to listen to O Canada before a hockey game. Like, no, I just, it's not about patriotism. It's just about why. Um, so if people are going to get their, you know, all upset about, I'm not watching games anymore because it's too political. Like, oh God, you're not a sports fan. Sorry. Um, and, um, you know, my dad, who I've had to have very, uh, you know, interesting conversations with. And my dad's been a very good listener as well, but someone who was a former police officer. Um, and, you know, I did, a, I did a whole show, you know, um, dedicated to specifically um, elevating not that I did something major but I'm saying like I, I saw the point at least to make a show devoted to Black Lives Matter and uh, listening to black voices especially ones within our own Hawaii community which I made up uh, you know that was a priority to listen to former University of Hawaii players you know that's not easy I get it for a lot of people who don't understand the Black Lives Matter movement or believe that police brutality isn't a thing um, but my dad, you know, uh, he still watches. He's watched my show. He watched the NBA, you know, and I think he may have changed that. He understands society is not as cut and dry. And I think that's important. Um, see a totally different guy. Is he going to kneel before the national anthem? I doubt that'll ever happen. Um, but it's possible for there to be discourse between fans um, when there is political organization happening. And if that turns you off from watching, like, go, like, good riddance, I'm not going to fight for you back. I'm really not. I wasn't, like, Tim Tebow kneeling and praying in the end zone, like, all this stuff, like, okay. You know, I went on a Mormon mission for two years, so I I did more, probably, service without even being able to be on my phone or anything for two years than Tim Tebow had when he was a missionary. So I think I uh, know a little bit about that as well. Um and so I have a lot of athletes who serve missions and have come back and been great athletes. Uh, Sean Bradley, one of them, who played for BYU. And we send out aloha to Sean, who was hit uh, and paralyzed. He was hit by a driver on his bike, and he's been paralyzed now. From, and, um, you know, that's just really sad. But that's just because Brad, Sean Bradley's been a little bit on my mind, too, because I saw the picture or the animation of him in the original uh, Space Jam. So we forget 
that Sean Bradley was in that original Space Jam. Larry Johnson, Grandma Ma was in that. Muggsy Bogues was in that. Oh, two guys from one team. Yeah, Muggsy Bogues and Larry Johnson, both from the Charlotte Hornets. Some of you people, some of you youngins might not know those names, but you better know who Grandma Ma is. Larry Johnson played for UNLV. They run at Rebels, too. Um, but that is you know, where we are right now is sports. In the last 51 minutes that I have uh, talked on this show and made a, a roundabout pass at what the state of sports is today, the common thread amongst all of them is dealing with COVID and being able to have the vaccine. And I, have, I for me personally, I believe all pro athletes can take it. And I don't think all pro athletes want it, which is so disappointing to me. Uh, and I think LeBron James needs to step up and make a statement too because, um, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it. Everybody else is doing it. He can do it, too. Um, and that's just what's going to be the way. Um, we've had the vaccine out long enough. We know what it does. We know how effective it is. It's time to get it. If you want to get into a stadium, some stadiums might have require you to show them proof. I mean, from my tours, I can tell you I'm highly encouraging. If you come on my tour, I'm highly encouraging you to get vaccine. I'm stopping short of requiring it, even though that's probably going to be on the talk, I'll tell you, because there's no, there's no excuse not to get it. It's free. You can get it, and you're going to be in close proximity with other people who have already gotten it. So you should also do the right thing and do it as well. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's the show. A great, a great start to the baseball season, as we saw, you know, across Major League Baseball, um, some success, but also a few COVID um, issues as well, which is disappointing because, you know, we shouldn't have to have to still be doing this, right? But like they said in the MLB, they're facing a major battle with players trying getting the, um, you know, having the vaccine. Um, Trevor Bauer, for instance, right? The guy who's playing really well right now for the Dodgers because uh, the Dodgers needed pitching, of course. Oh, it's like you win the World Series and then you get even better, right? You get Mookie Betts one year and then you get Trevor Bauer. Pretty unfair, but, you know, the Dodgers are all in. Um, you know, and, um, it's funny because, um, Trevor Bauer, um, who, you know, is a guy who believes in science. Um, he had issues with his hip and shoulder and he even had a biomechanist at Stanford to look at it. When they asked him about the COVID vaccine, he said, it comes down to personal medical history and personal medical choices. So I don't really want to speak on that. Um, and those kind of questions are just obviously, I don't want to be offensive. And it's crazy that we're talking about we don't want to be offensive. People can say Black Lives Matter or stop Asian hate, um, which you should. Uh, but when it comes to the vaccine, we're still like, uh, uh, um, you know, even people in the Mets, they said um, it, I mean, they're looking for at least 85% of the teams to get it right, to at least establish like a clubhouse kind of immunity. But there are people that are not even, it's not even thought of. And it shouldn't be happening because it should be happening. They have to get, they should be getting the, athletes should get the vaccine so that games are not canceled. That should be the most obvious reason. Why are we dealing with canceled games when we have vaccine? Why are we still dealing with this? That's on the players. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that players speak out about social issues, but it's not the time for them to take, take the break. That includes LeBron James as well. And all of them who don't mind opening their mouths when it comes to other things. And I'm glad they do. I'm glad that he takes a stand. I'm, I'm totally behind NBA players. I'm seeing Black Lives Matter on the court and being able to um, support them. But this is one place they got to step up.
is to, um, you know, get uh, the vaccine. I mean, look at the Nationals. They, they haven't even played yet, the Washington Nationals, right? Or did they finally have a game? Did they play it? Because they've been dealing with their their COVID. Um, oh, okay. So maybe they did have a, they finally did play a game because they have they 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 didn't they have been canceled because of COVID. And it's like, why? Okay, they they played their first game. April first was postponed, and then. Their Saturday, April 3rd was postponed, and they had postponed, postponed. They finally played yesterday, and they played another game, a doubleheader today. Like, what's the point? How are we still doing dealing with this when we have a vaccine? This is on players. Took one player exposed to COVID to produce four positive tests, and then 11 players had to sit on the side. So they had to play their first game Tuesday when the whole league started already on Thursday, the previous Thursday. Um, you know... Then you have a guy like Max Scherzer, at least. A guy, one of the best pitchers in the major league. He says, I tend to follow the science. That's me as well. I tend to follow science. What high IQ people do. And I try to listen to what all the scientists say and what the experts say. I see the benefit of it. I can't wait to get it. That's Max Scherzer. Um, and uh, he should get it already. They should have given it to all of the, the athletes, in my opinion. They should have. I mean, what's the, they're part of our entertainment. They're part of what you know our economic recovery as well. They should have had it. Um, you know, and and Brewers. Uh, some teams are Brewers. Apparently, a good chunk have it, but not the eighty-five percent mark. So I guess they're letting at the eighty-five percent. So they're letting like three people not get it. I guess, or whatever it is, seven people within. If that's within the whole, or if it's within the whole clubhouse and there's a 40-man roster plus other people so i don't you know i don't know how 85 percent it's not gonna allow so many people not to get it you know what i mean uh, but that stuff shouldn't be happening so let's keep this year going let's keep us back in the stands let's keep us excited for football season and this is something i'd said last year don't don't put football season in jeopardy and what do we do we jeopardize the 2020 football season did it still go off yes we still had nfl we still had an nfl champion a team i don't really want to talk about right now in tampa but um you know at least we got to get through that season and but college basketball had a really weird year i'm glad it ended and congrats to baylor beating gonzaga but there was still one canceled game uh, vcu had to you know couldn't even play their tournament game excuse me which really sucks for them i mean just having a positive test makes you lose that game and it's like what's the point you know and that's that's that sucks for them but you know at the end of the day uh baylor versus gonzaga is the match we wanted gonzaga got routed um and uh you know that's what happens when uh <laughs> when you have a one one lo one loss in your out tournament and that's why we missed march madness for a whole year or two years, and we're glad to have it back. But now we have March Madness. It's behind us. Great Final Four. I mean, UCLA versus Gonzaga, one of the great games of all time for sure. And um, UCLA will be really good again next year. A lot of teams will be because of that blanket waiver that uh, college athletes are able to get. So they're going to be more, um, you know, uh, student athletes back in classes next year and not going to the pros probably. Um, I mean, if you can go to the pros, you're going to go to the pros. But if you're on the fence, you probably say, I'm going to take my extra year, you know, or, if, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be able to 
Um, if I, you know, I'm sure if I'm going to get drafted high, they'll take that extra year. So teams like UCLA, I don't think I'll be losing anybody to the draft. So they're going to have everybody back. Um, Gonzaga will probably have a lot of guys back. I think Suggs is going to go to NBA. Um, Timmy probably go NBA. Um, but uh, I know they, they have Gonzaga is... Uh, Chet Holgram, he's on his. And Chet Holgram, I've seen, if you're a basketball junkie too, you probably see this kid, this skinny uh, Holly boy, and he's putting all kinds of moves on um, on the mainland. And he apparently has Gonzaga in his final as well. So uh, Gonzaga should still be good as well. And that's amazing. Gonzaga is amazing. It's a, a small Catholic school in Spokane, Washington, and to be a dominant uh, basketball program. And that's why I think at UH... Yes, there is enough excuses, but there's still so much that can be done. And um, schools like Gonzaga, schools like Boise State, schools like University, University of Central Florida are showing that if you make a commitment, good things can happen. Um, but with that being said, this has been a, you know, a, a crazy year. Next, next week, I'm excited to bring along the one-year anniversary of the show um finale or finale <laughs> finale it's over guys no it's not over i'm gonna keep going with this show but this is a covid show that's gonna move into the post-covid world and um next week be there a year in review a whole year of doing this show and learning from all of you and having amazing guests we're gonna go back and look at some great guests from colt brennan uh, Bob Wagner, one of our favorites. Ian Shuring, who I had recently on. Uh, we got some good um, you know, uh, response from him. We have Mayor Blangiardi. Hopefully we can talk to him again. He is now the mayor. Um, back then, he was you know, running for mayor, and we had him on the show. And I think this has been a year where we've grown, and we've shown that we can do a lot, and we've shown that we can be effective if we just stick to what we love and do it every day regardless of a pandemic regardless of what um, could depress us on a daily basis if we just keep pushing forward right only pa then we'll make it to the very end but mahalo for joining me this has been another great show next week our year anniversary we're going to talk about that one year of live streaming one year of um you know the wayne cueto show and all my friends so come and see us again take care guys aloha